Okay. Uh, sorry, I've just hit record on the podcaster. I'm awesome. sorry about the delay. My aux cord wasn't working, That's so I okay. quickly switched. Yeah. That's fine. I was scared the episode wasn't going to be able to happen because like 30 yeah. minutes ago, there was like loud drilling, like so loud. The whole place was vibrating. It was so annoying. Oh, God. Like just, yeah, fingers crossed that <laughs> luckily we're able to do it. Uh, congrats on your mm-hmm. new song. Thank you. No, no, it was really, really good. I'm glad you liked it. How how have how's been how's the reception been for the song? I mean, it's been good actually. I was just talking to um, the guy who helps me with my marketing. He's a he's my manager. He's awesome. His name's Drove, and he was telling me that I actually chose a pretty um, bad month to put the song out in because there were like so many people who released music this month, which is actually a good thing because there's a lot of good music that India has been putting out. Right. Uh, lately so it's actually this the song was received very well touch wood like everyone really loved it everyone could un- relate to it and they were vibing with it so it was good that's but great I'm for more. <laughs> yeah yeah and you should i mean the more content that you can put out there the better yeah it, i really liked the part in the song where i i felt like you know it was like cherry on top of cherry on Oh my the god. Cake. Icing. Yeah, icing cherry on, on the, the icing on the cake was you <laughs> went you went it's all in my head. Yeah. Just that one little hook. I went okay, yeah. yeah I can relate to this song now. This has been me mm. on so many different occasions. So it was great. Yeah. And I yeah. saw it on I'll, a I'll lot. I'm glad of you like that line. <laughs> I saw it on a lot of um playlists on Spotify as well, you know like Thank you, yes. whoever said cherry on the icing on the cake. Oh, uh, Decoit. Thank you, yes. It's, che- it's either cherry <laughs> on the cake or icing on the cake. Yeah, it's like cherry, on the, cherry on the icing on the cake. It's on like, the cake. <laughs> I think I've heard that in like FIFA or some sort of video game, so I stick with that. <laughs> <laughs> but with this new song, yeah. when was that moment that you went, oh, okay, that's the song. Like, how did you go about the whole thing um so i was kind of very up and down with like the you know like the way things were going with lockdown and i was emotionally all over the place and i think everybody was and yeah. everyone was unsure about like work and um stuff like that so i was sitting down with um tito my parrot Mm-hmm. Um, uh, for anyone who doesn't know, I have an African grey parrot and he's really funny. His name is Tito. So I was sitting in Tito's room and I was just on, sitting on the floor with my guitar and I just was playing two random chords and I was feeling really blah and I just sang the hook. I was just like, I don't know what I'm feeling, but I'm feeling it. And I was like, I like this. So then I built on it and then I like wrote the verses and um, yeah. So Tito kind of and co-wrote I was like, okay, the song. I Tito, Tito literally co-wrote the song <laughs> because um, in between he started making this really annoying sound where he would just go tweet, like a really shrill tweet, tweet, mm. <laughs> tweet. And that actually made me think of the way I wanted to write the second verse, which was like, make it, take it, hit it. <laughs> yeah. So oh it's really God. funny, but he, ins- he actually inspired the second verse of that song. Yeah, the the tweet yeah. tweet part sounds like my sister, uh, but 
<laughs> sorry, I think she's watching this. I'm sorry. I'm I'm kidding. I'm I'm not. <laughs> Older brothers have to do these things. I mean, yeah, you know, I'm almost mm. entitled to it. Yeah. I mean, for sure. it is my birthright being first born. Yes. <laughs> my sister <laughs> would agree. <laughs> I actually acted with your sister in a play. Yes, you and did. That I was actually a really nice play. Thank you. It was written by uh Johnny and I didn't know she was your sister for the longest time. I think yeah. only closer to the end where I would see um her surname where I went thank you Pranati's sister she went yeah. I was like okay. Yeah. That makes sense <laughs> but I'm so confused at the same time it it was weird. I had no, I didn't even know you had a sister. Yeah, I know. <laughs> she doesn't live here. That's why everyone was like, "Where is your sister?" And I was like, "She's in America." And they were like, "Oh, she acted in the church play a long time ago." And I was like, "Yeah." And nobody knows that she's my sister. That's It's really funny. Oh, did control David. I was about to roast my sister again, but that would just be too mean. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> do you have any new music on the way? So I'm working on another new actually a couple of uh songs with different producers. So the last one I did was with you know Eddie from my band yep. Jonathan Edwards and uh the first one I did was with a different Jonathan, Jonathan Anand Vasli. He's in Bangalore. Yep. And the next one I will also do again with Eddie um and there's another track that I'm doing possibly with another person. So I'm just trying to team up with different producers and kind of get different sounds on all of my music because mm. I don't want to be I don't want to fit in a box right now because I I've just come out as a solo artist yeah. so I want to kind of experiment with my sound like my first song is very pop my second song is like dream pop almost yeah and then I want to try experimenting with more hip hop with uh, more pop so yeah but end of this year there'll be one more song that's great so you kind of you kind of want to just dip your toes in different bodies of water to see what you like best. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. On all the the more pop related genres. Right. What what was the transition like going from being in a band? How long were you mm-hmm. in a band if not only spell check? I mean, um yeah, actually I've always only been in band since I was 14 years old. So 14 to now. So yeah. for 14 years I've always been in a band so I'm 28 this year. So I've always been in a band. Uh the transition from being in a band to kind of going solo was actually quite um, scary because when you're with a band everybody has like their um uh their tasks and like yeah. everybody you you have like your team and you feel nice and like secure and safe and right. suddenly I was all on my own and I was like Oh god like how am i going to do this what am i even where do i even begin and yeah i didn't realize that all of the people that i used to perform with they still had my back they just weren't performing with me for my solo act so i reached out to them right. and they gave me all the advice i ever needed and they put me in touch with all the right people and um, told me exactly what i needed to do and they they were with me supporting me the entire way so it felt nice and then i ended up working with eddie on like music anyway so it was good yeah i think mm. that's i think that's the nicest way that you can ever transition into anything is by having friends mm-hmm. to support you 
Absolutely. And friends who know the market and know the industry, especially like right. Ricky and Alex and Eddie and Sanju know so much more about the technical side of things, about sound and about audio and about uh, equipment. And um, they have much better contacts even with producers and stuff. So they were telling me things that I needed to know at the time. So I was really grateful for them. What's yeah. the What's the easiest part about now being a solo artist? The easiest part about being a solo artist? Yeah. Um uh, I guess calling your own shots. It's it, that's the easier part is like you know when you're sitting with five with four different people yeah. and working on a song there's four different brains on this. So there's like everybody mm. contradicting everybody else's idea and um, you know someone says no I want this and someone else says no I want that and I want this I want that and there's this tussle but when right. you're solo you can call the shots on your own but it's actually really scary because you don't know if you're calling the right shots because there's nobody yeah. there to tell you this might be right this might be wrong this does sound nice this might sound better it's all on your own which is why all solo artists definitely need a manager and right. just need the right friends around them like your three or four friends who know music who you can share your, your songs with constantly and be like what do you think what do you think what do you think so yeah, yeah. so the easiest part is writing on my own and definitely calling the shots with the kind of sound i want right um but at the same, but the, the easy part also has its downside so yeah music's music's a tough industry like it, it is it takes guts especially you've been i mean you've been doing it a while I, I have I think and that itself I mean it's only now becoming big I feel at least yeah. in my opinion in India but and you've been yeah. doing it a long time so how did you even decide that I want to make this my career I don't want to do something you know mainstream Um I think I chose music more as like my side thing initially mm-hmm. and it ends up always being my on the side thing cuz design was always my main thing Right. uh graphic design and illustration and stuff so at some point in between i actually chose to make it my main thing because i i started taking up a lot more uh hotel gigs and cafe gigs and i was like playing at every place in hyderabad um but like i chose to really just do music um the first time i got on stage uh i think it was in lamakan and i had all of these people cheering for me and it felt so good i was like and i was maybe i don't remember how old i was but i was uh, not it was before i was 18 years old and i was like i want this i want this feeling more often right and i was then i just decided let me go get more gigs more gigs i want more gigs i want more gigs and then i was like okay yeah, i i've got to stick with this this is this is my vibe i i like this question how do you think the new and coming age synths are coming off with your vibe rather than having more vintage or classic stuff like you used to okay so you mean like how how do you think uh the more pop synthy vibe is so i think they're, they're two very different like because with the band it was like draw guitar and drums and bass and right. the classic structure to a sound right yeah. and then now it's like experimenting with electronic sounds and with beats and with um synths and stuff that you can program right. so they're very different because with 
this with the synths and with that with those sounds and with the rap and all of that is like it's pop it's modern day pop right that stuff i grew up listening to like i grew up listening to Britney Spears and Jennifer Lopez and Christina Aguilera also but i also grew up listening to Led Zeppelin and i also grew up listening to Black Sabbath so like there are these two sides of me that i can't say ever meet because one is yeah. like hard rock one is like total pop so they each have like their own little pockets and they're like they're like they're doing their own thing so yeah they're different vibes altogether you can't compare the two you can't even let the two meet because it's like oil and water really kind of sort of that's that's a nice analogy it's like two separate bubbles that should never touch because they'll just both go pop i yeah, didn't mean that yeah they're so special in their own way <laughs> <laughs> somebody else has a question i think synth sounds are more about timber one synth that can create dubstep growls can also give you a synth vibe okay yeah i'm <laughs> this went so over my head I, i'm sorry man like i think the most recent song i listened to was red house by uh by jimi hendrix I, i'm sorry um oh wow yeah that was like see that's that's a good vibe that's a good vibe right there yeah hendrix's vibe he's something else i mean uh, mm. did you see that Brian May got voted best rock guitarist of all time over Jimi Hendrix. I saw that. Do you agree with but that? But he deserved it. He deserved it because I don't know. I think Jimi Hendrix just didn't have enough time to kind of um make himself seem more versatile. Mm. I guess I don't know, but yeah. I mean, he died at 27, I think, no? He died young. 8 28. Yeah, he died young. Oh that's what the Something music like that's that. what the musician's curse is 28 Yeah that's Scott Cobain um who else There's so many who I googled other, who, this a little while yes. ago I just can't <laughs> anything into my head It's yeah, it's really creepy They say Amy yeah, Winehouse Amy Winehouse yeah. yes 28 mm. is a well you've made it so far uh, <laughs> I made it so far yeah. guys <laughs> Yes. Oh god. I hope oh, okay. I hope Brad's this Oh, okay. I think 27. Oh, it's 27. Okay. Are you sure? Okay, fine. Okay, then then well, you're I okay. Then you have made it. <laughs> <I'm safe. laughs> okay, I was worried because it is 2020. Mm. I played with Zang Jimmy at a different school. Is yeah, Jimmy and Rick Sadison. Sorry? Oh, okay. Never mind. I should st- like he he played yeah. with his tongue. Yeah. I saw a comment once someone said walking is harder than playing guitar for Jimi Hendrix. I was like, yeah, that's so true. <laughs> like it that's really true. is. Yeah. What do you think um oh, nice transition David. Good segue. But what do you think is like the most common misconception you get about being an indie artist? Hmm. Well, the most common misconception I get as being an indie artist is that um I am full of myself. Because everybody thinks indie musicians are just full of themselves. Oh, that's interesting. That they have an attitude. Yeah. Everyone thinks indie artists have an attitude and that they think that they're above everybody else because they're all in their emotions and in their head and they're singing oh. about it and they're popular and well 
some of them so are popular. Funny. That's so funny. Yeah. Imagine being so for the longest time. Continue, yeah. Continue. No, for the longest time, like uh, a lot of people thought that because I was an independent musician, an unsigned musician, essentially, that um, you know I was one of the hipsters. You know, like I was just like cool and like doing my thing and uh, fashionable and whatever. And I was just and because I wouldn't like. Um, I was I was always very shy whenever I'd go out to new places or whatever. By nature, like I'm shy. I can't talk to somebody I don't know, and everybody thought that I was just using my indie attitude. <laughs> That's what they thought. <laughs> and okay. then later on, when they talk to me, I just be like, I just just really not a good people's person. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, it's like I mean I've seen you on stage. It's almost like a yeah, like an alter ego of sorts. Not in a bad way by oh, any yeah. means, but. It's like this side of you just like I don't know, like the side of you just comes out on stage. Yeah. It's the it's the same with uh, even my sisters like that when it comes to dance and her music. Um, yeah. Hopefully, um, she'll be doing music if she wants to. I don't know what she wants to do yet. She I don't think should. She, she she's totally a very should. very free spirited person. So, I think. She, but also she's very versatile and very talented. So I think she can do whatever she wants. Like, yeah, I'm not like that. I mean, I am gifted in some ways, but she's you're she's the sportsman. Else. Yeah, you that is true. I am the like high flying sportsman. I'm like that person that people think um, that people don't know is an athlete, but is an athlete that's working quite hard. At least before I had my growth spurt. Like my teachers didn't know I was trying to go pro in football in school, and I was like, really? "You see me every day." Actually, they didn't see me every day because I was out doing sport or something. Yeah, Prats, you're right. He's an indie artist. See, you keep quiet about what you're doing. You don't go all like, "Hey, hey, I'm a footballer. I'm, I'm so, I'm so pro. I'm like going to Bangkok, whatever." Like you do it. You did it quietly. You're killing it on your own. I Thank think you. that's that's actually how you should do it. Yeah. I, it's so cringy i always think that motivational quotes are cringy in text but when someone says it it's super uplifting and motivational that's so true like they say let that's your success true. be your noise and stuff and that's that's true to some extent yeah so i'm going to shut up until i'm there good and do that <laughs> and i'm also very uh, lately i've been like a huge believer in nazar so uh-huh. the more you talk about what you do the more eyes are on you the more jealousy right. is on you just don't talk about what you do don't even yeah <laughs> It's this weird um, conundrum, though, when you're battling a massive ego like mine. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it really is. It's it's not easy. I mean, there's this one part of I me that um, that really wants to be the face of Red Bull one day, and then there's this other part of me that just that doesn't want social media. <laughs> like, I know, I know, and that battle will yeah. stick with you for a long time because, on the one hand. You th- you you want all the cool stuff and you want to be plastered up there, but on the other side, there's like this humility in you that's like, I just want to play the sport. I don't care about the Red Bull. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, I mean, I think that transcribes over to you and your music. Mhm. But you are actually sponsored by Red Bull. They send me a lot of product, and um, I'm a Red Bull influencer, so I have to keep like. Right. I endorse them. Yeah, like I, I, uh, I'm a fan of the drink. So, 
um if i'm recording like a song or whatever uh, if i am doing anything i just like make sure i have my can yeah i've noticed I'm just, like, that yeah that's such yeah. a cool flex <laughs> to me man like <laughs> honestly i would rather have someone just have a red bull can while they're doing a cover than be sitting on a mercedes you know yeah i don't know there's just something about that whole brand and that whole this there's thing there's something so cool. more indie about that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh my god am i an indie artist <laughs> Yeah. Just imagine. Yeah. Um how did you get how did that come about? How did you become a Red Bull influencer? Influencer. I have no idea. I think it was because at the time when uh Spellcheck was the Ragamuffins, Ragamuffins was one of the only indie rock bands in Hyderabad at that time. One of the right. few. There were like the Tapes, the Ragamuffins, the Songsmiths. I can't remember. There were a few more. There were some really good ones but like a handful of them. And uh there were these two or three really cool venues uh there was hard cup there was um moonshine uh, fuba moonshine at that time wasn't it was there but it was just about coming okay. up so like everybody uh, everybody's eyes were and and rock was still a thing like right. now rock isn't even a thing really you know like it's just pop all the time so we were kind of riding on our wave and red bull's focus at that time was on bands and band related music they were doing tour bus they were getting bands for the tour bus so uh, and we we were friends with the local marketing manager um who's now i think marketing for like all india his name's karan and he was friend of us and he really liked our sound and he said you know you guys should be influencers so right. they put us on the red bull tour bus and um, we had one performance there i think it was at cbit where the bus had parked and since from then onwards like we just do like a lot of stuff with red bull like they'd always have their yeah. cans with us i would always make sure that they were included in our music videos like best damn memory have you seen all the glasses in the video to best damn memory i think i have you should look at them there's like red bull glasses all over right. the place like yeah yeah so it was nice it was nice we were honored to kind of be red bull influencers we were just kids back then and then it's it but it's a dedication like you have to be dedicated to the brand like you have to believe in the brand and what it stands for like it's a very cool brand so it's consistency you have to keep putting out good um content with the red bull can is that added pressure it isn't it's cool it's fine you just have to make sure that you're doing the brand justice and right it's just it's just you have to keep it in the back of your mind that if i'm putting out something quality i need to put my red bull can over there just remember it's just right. a matter of a tick yeah. box like yeah my red bull can is here yeah <laughs> thank you felix thank you for sorry is a comment there yeah no problem um <laughs> you were on the red bull tour bus that that must have also been its own fun experience Mhm. I mean, it was super fun. Do you like touring or what what's more fun for you, touring or being in the studio? Um okay, so Red Bull tour bus is just a bus that they park up. So we were just like we just performed on top of the on bus in Hyderabad. Yeah. yeah. It was really fun because they had you had to like be sent up in like this little shaft to get up to the top of the bus. Ooh. It was really funny. <laughs> it was really cool because you're on top and like this huge sea of college students like just throwing themselves about the place and it was really cool um but 
then in 2018 we did like this mini tour with um, the ragamuffins uh, where we went to like bangalore and chennai and bombay and pune and right. that was beautiful because we got to see people from different parts of the country who knew our music also many of them there was a house concert in delhi which had like 20 plus people all of who were there just to listen to our music and they were singing it with us it was insane it was incredible um right. so there's a whole different charm to like touring but it's tiring if you're doing very back to back like we went from bombay drove to pune once to play a house concert yeah. and we flew to pune once and then very back to back if it's like that and if you don't have the stomach for it then it can get really tiring very tiring um and the studio is chill like when you're in the studio you're just sitting there you're doing your thing everybody you just need to make sure you have days of 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 time to kind of make sure all of your parts are recorded and done properly and right. everybody's in there all your minds are over there but when you're touring all of your spirit is over there you know mm. um that alter ego that you were talking about me right. on stage like that that's that's really me that's actually who i am the person i am on stage i'll say this is the person i am on stage is actually who i am inside and the person i am every day is the person that people tell me i'm supposed to be so i love to I'm I'm trying to get over that quote because I'm trying to think about uh clipping <laughs> all of this There's so many things around that's a great quote um where, where was that 26 minutes okay um so I think one thing about touring that I've heard a lot of musicians say is that yeah. it's super tiring when you're there but every time you're on stage mm. it's rejuvenating oh yeah oh it's the best feeling to be on stage especially if you have a great audience um right. then uh, it's the most exhilarating feeling in the world yeah i'm i'm so not i mean i try now and then doing recordings and stuff of my <laughs> of the little guitar that i play i can't do it i can yeah. do live because i'm used to my bands and my bandmates and you mm-hmm. know we've grown up together and stuff i just can't do recording yeah. it's i get so conscious about every single thing i'm doing and like, yeah, yeah yeah it's it's strange it, i just can't if i make a mistake i can't shake it off like i can't just you know it's like falling from a horse brush I can't it just, off. yeah i can't brush it off and go all right next take let's try and get this it like just piles right. on and on and on and on did that happen to you when you yeah. started out as well um l- like you said recording you know you're singing you have to be crisp you have to be perfect yeah. and you have to play on time with the tempo with the click and um, you have to play all of your especially if you're recording guitar you have to make sure that it is perfect like it yeah. can't be just how you want to live you know like it's got to be on time so when i first started recording especially vocals uh it was very very challenging because i could hear every mistake i was making in mm. my head yeah right yeah and it's daunting it, and you just at the end of it you're like do i really suck that badly <laughs> like i never knew that Yeah. And um when you get used to it, you do it again and again and again and then it's actually really good because then you know all the keys and the notes and the things that you have to work on. Mm. So then when you go back and you do like your vocal exercises and stuff then um you're focusing more on those parts and then you're ready for like any time to get into the studio like you're just like, yeah, I got this. I can do this. Yeah. It's Yeah. I, it's like you have to put in the hours, I guess. Yeah. uh you recently did this 
thing called PK session. Mm. Uh, <laughs> you did. Hum- are, are you planning on doing like a second season, or was that only because nah. of the release of your song? That was like a one-time. How many episodes? Uh, it was a one-time thing. Five or six episodes <laughs> you did. Four of them. Okay, four episodes. I I watched like bits of every episode as part of research. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But then. I figured she's interviewing people. I need to interview her. You should probably just do your own research. I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you were good at it. it. I think. Would you consider doing something like a podcast like this? Ah, uh, it's too cool for me. I think you really have to like. Nah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> because I know the people that I interviewed. For example, I'm I'm very connected with, even though they don't even realize it, because I've listened to their music so much, right. and I've watched them as artists and as performers so much. Right. Um. That it was easy to talk to them, but supposing I had to interview or do a podcast with somebody, I had no idea who they were, or I just researched yeah. them for the sake of the interview. I don't know if I'd be any good at that because, like I said, like I'm very bad at talking to strangers. I'm very bad at talking. I'm very awkward. Right. So, yeah. Well, yeah, that's how like this that. thing started off as well. For those of you out watching from Pranati's following, um, this is the P word. It's the podcast that I host. And I started this the P word. completely ironically to make fun of other podcasts. Um, ah. And then I did one interview with a friend about, she spoke about climate change. And I went, this is so great. I want to do this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm glad you started a podcast. Yeah, me too, actually. I think, I don't know. I just properly just enjoy it. I think I'm still in the honeymoon phases of it all because... You know, yeah. I don't have any responsibility when it comes to it. Um, none of, no brand deals, none of that sort. That being said, someone sponsor me. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Someone sponsor me. With the P word, guys, sponsors, please. <laughs> Actually, you could probably make that happen. Someone some, here is watching something with something they can do. But yeah, I mean, I started Definitely. this thing and it was the same for me. I thought, how do I go into talking to people that I'm not actually personal friends with yeah and yeah i'm slowly transitioning into that i am also Mm. a little bit shy about it um Mm. but i figure you know i i figure shoot your shot man if someone says no they say no that's it yeah yeah there's nothing else you can do except ask you know just go absolutely hey do you want to do this if not that's cool if you do hit me up you know there's there's no harm but yeah, and yeah, it's strange because people think they can't do it mostly. Big boy yeah. of the podcast market. No, man, that's Joe Rogan. <laughs> that's Joe Rogan. I'm I love like, the Joe Rogan podcast. Oh, me I too. I very recently only started listening to it. I, yeah. After I started this ironic podcast, I think a day after that, I listened mm. to Joe Rogan. I think I started with his mm. clips. And then now I listen mm. to his podcast almost every day whenever I have the time. Love, yeah. love his podcast. I mean, he's probably the reason. He knows how to have an interesting conversation. He really does. Also because he yeah. has, he's not afraid to, he doesn't sugarcoat things. And yeah, I don't know. He's, he's first of all, he's very smart. And he knows a lot about. He's very smart. He knows 
like a little about almost everything there is to know so he can have a conversation with anyone mm. you know i think that's true. a good Very trait true. of a podcast host to have just being yeah. able to have yeah. conversation about anything anything i mean yeah and the guy does so many things i mean how do you keep how do you keep like i don't know that longevity is crazy to me the number of things yeah. he's involved in it's it's so cool <laughs> that's true do you like that i mean are you one of those people that likes a free schedule or do you love being busy like you like having this thing that thing you know i need to be busy constantly it's right. a good thing and it's a bad thing yeah because i need to constantly be doing something working on something otherwise i feel like i've even if it's one day where i'm not doing too much i feel like i've wasted my life so i need to constantly <laughs> be doing something and like yeah i just feel like what is the point to life i have just watched tv today and then you realize that okay yeah you're the kind of person that constantly needs to be doing something but right. if you do take some time off it's okay yeah it is yeah i am i am like that but i am also a teenager so what that means is yeah. that i will go oh my god i need to do something with my life at 2 in the morning uh, after i watched like yeah. a stupid youtube video i need to do something yeah. with my life but wake up early tomorrow yeah. happens for 3 days and then i go man i just feel like watching netflix today <laughs> you know <laughs> but this is a good time in your life to be able to be to do that yeah. to try something and stop and try and stop and like take time off and chill for a while yeah that is true but there's this other part of me that is like constantly needs to work and constantly needs to try and do something to kind of make myself better in some weird way i don't know mm. i i have a midlife crisis i think i think there's a part of my brain i don't know i think maybe my mom dropped me or something i don't know what happened but <laughs> i'm having a midlife crisis while being a teenager it is weird it all started when really? i dyed my hair <laughs> your mom is is absolutely flabbergasted <laughs> <laughs> she's like in the other room the second i turn this camera off you oh, oh really you're going to blame my parenting <laughs> <laughs> lovely no i think if it weren't for my mom i don't think i'd be i'd have the courage to do this um because absolutely yeah it, it kind of scares me thinking that oh i mean it's not a lot of people but oh 500 people can see this video and hmm. how many of them are going to disagree with what this stupid arrogant teenager is going to say you know maybe if hmm. you if you're my age then you'll go Oh yeah, for sure, you know, because we're all rebellious and cool and we know better than everybody else. But what about mm-hmm. the people that know better, that actually do know better? So I want to make sure that I'm just putting out stuff that's that's good. It that's good enough for and that's politically correct. So, I don't know. I just want to make sure I make good content. I think that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Even if you're not politically correct, at least you're going to start a conversation and have someone's opinion coming at you. And that's The best part about starting a podcast is you put your opinion out there and it strikes up a conversation with a complete stranger who has a different opinion. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, if only people knew how to handle that <coughs> very well though over the internet. Mm. I think oh man. Do you get hate? Do you get like hate comments, hate DMs? Um touch word not really. Actually not at all, not so far. I think you have to be like super duper famous to actually start yeah. attracting haters. Right now I'm in a comfortable phase where I'm like 
semi popular so everyone's like oh let's encourage her and be kind to her right. because she deserves it but when i one day if i ever do get like super famous yeah. and everyone's like legit jealous of me then they're going to then the haters start right. hating it's the same thing that yeah. happened with ed sheeran and billy eilish like i remember when oh yeah someone introduced me to billy eilish nathan shout out nathan he introduced me to billy eilish like yeah like 200000 followers on instagram he went yeah. check her out dude she's amazing Yeah, she's amazing. She has like 62 now. I don't know. 62 million. Yeah, something like that. 62 million yeah. followers. Yeah. But yeah. completely unrelated guys, but I hate Billie Eilish. No, I don't um <laughs> a lot of people a lot of people do because yeah. I think she's <clears throat> she's too different uh yeah, in her sound when you know. I think that people just hate the fact that she's so good as a teenager and that like yeah. so non conformist um, absolutely absolutely unapologetically herself yeah i mean yeah yeah some some people are just like that and respect to those people you know absolutely same thing absolutely. With, that happened with ed sheeran as well you know people loved thinking out loud second shape of you became famous and it was playing everywhere people hated ed sheeran then they were like yeah he's a sell out or whatever yeah it's like seriously Dude just made a song. I know. Yeah, he just did his job. Is there a song that you wish like a popular song that you wish you had written? Wow, that's a good question. Um Is there a popular song that I wish I had written? Possibly, I mean, you mean from now or from like all time? Well, let's say one current song and one all-time song. One current song that I wish I had written would probably be. I hate all current music, honestly. Like I don't. <laughs> yeah, there is a song by by Rihanna called "Love on the Brain." I wish I had written that song. Right. I don't know what year it came out in, but it were it is a phenomenal song. I wish I had written that song. But all the all the rest of the songs that I listen to are just. <laughs> I don't know. The yeah. popular ones, at least. There's a lot of like. not popular signed artists however then i mean they're popular but they're not like billy eilish popular right that i love yeah and they're all british or small town american or something they're not they're not famous living in la whatever it's so weird that i mean music is such a it's i mean you don't know what's going to determine your success at the end of the day and what's Yeah. Strange is that <clears throat> you're not even in control of your entire career. You know. Yeah. Even with sure, sport, yeah. at least I can say that I'm in control 99% of the time. You know. Yeah. The 1% is like if something happens from an opponent's standpoint, but yeah. with music, it's like there's so many factors that you just don't know what's going to happen and Absolutely. Like how do you stay away from that kind of that scary um that scary train of that thought yeah staying away from the anxiety i think that's why so many musicians are so depressed so many musicians are so depressed so many famous musicians have committed suicide because of this anxiety that they're not enough i mean when you build an entire career that's based on billions of other people's approval of you it's bound to cause some stress on the mind that eventually makes you break down So the when you put your song out there it's easier said than done but you just have to put it out there and just be like 
I did it and I'm going to market it the best I can and hope for the best. But this is my little wish in the wind and I put it out there for the world and let's see. Yeah. But a lot of our musicians who are, uh, you know, signed by labels, they are responsible and they are answerable to managers, to uh, producers, to so many people. And that pressure to kind of make sure that they're accepted and their song is accepted publicly by millions, that anxiety, I mean, thank God, I don't know what that's like, but I've seen documentaries about it and it does not look fun. So actually being an independent artist, an indie musician, so to speak, is you're not answerable to anybody but yourself. And you're putting your music out there because it came from your heart and somebody else is going to find it and, and enjoy it. So we're taking... It's easier on us, but it's that anxiety for like big musicians is, it's a nightmare. Yeah. Would you like that? I mean, I often say that when it comes to football, I want that whole lifestyle. Mm. I want the stresses of yeah. it. I want the downsides yeah. of it. Do you want that with your music? I mean, like the talent says suffering from success. Do you want that? Or would you suffering rather have this? I want to. Yeah. Like you're like one I of want those to suffer go go getters kind of I don't care you know more give me more give yeah. me more yeah absolutely but there's a large part of me that knows the downside to it so I'm at that stage of my life where I want to settle down now you know like um <clears throat> I want to get married and I want to like have my home and like eventually have kids and like do my thing um and when you are chasing after a dream where you want to literally like suffer from success yeah everything else has to take a back seat you can't have you can't yeah. you're not going to be the person who's yeah somebody's coming home and like, honey i'm home because you're yeah. going to be out there suffering from success and you're not going to have time for anything but your yeah. success I mean, so while i do want to taste what it would be like just what it would be like i know that it's not worth it because all the things that do matter like you know like a, a partner and a home and travel and just life kind of is so much more important. And I only learned that after watching so many famous people die and, and, and right. say themselves, it's not worth it. You know? There's a weird conflict. I always feel like that's where the link between musicians and athletes is. There's always this weird mm. conflict because, I mean, musicians and athletes are like probably <clears> one <throat> the most generously paid people if you make it. You know? Yes. Um, so there's so many similarities. And I can relate yeah. to that on some, on a very, very small scale level. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's so weird. Some, it is really all in your head, you know? Sometimes you feel this mm -hmm. way, sometimes you feel that way. Sometimes you, yeah. you just think, sometimes you just think, I don't think, do I want this? You look, you look, yeah. stare your, you know, you'll just catch yourself staring in the mirror for 10 minutes and you think, do you really yeah. want this? Like, yeah. look around you, man. You, are you sure? Your friends are at a par birthday party right now and you went to training today. Yeah. Do you really want this? And then mm. some days it's like, I'm going to put away my phone all day. Um, not going to text anybody. Just going to do my thing. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's a conflict for sure. Yeah. But, and there are parts of the journey that are so worth it. Like, I'm sure with you, like, you've probably played tons of matches that have, that you've won and, and like, the feeling that you get that yeah. is not matchable. And so you live for those moments, but 
yeah. you have to keep a balance and the keeping the balance is the tough part really because yeah. the more famous or successful that you get the more it gets to your head and you have to somehow bring yourself back down to earth because it is actually i tell you it's not that difficult to be famous right now it's actually really easy to be famous you can just sell your soul literally to the internet and you can be famous like that do all the things that all the famous people are doing become an internet superstar you can be famous super easily yeah it's difficult to keep your humility and your popularity that's that is difficult and yeah. even when it comes to sports you can you're at the right age where you're chasing a dream which is actually right within your reach you put in the hours you put in the effort uh you keep up your stamina you do all the right things you keep your right. focus and you you'll make it how far you'll make it only god knows but you know that you did your best you know that you did your best and uh, somewhere down the line you'll just look back and be like okay i missed the birthday party but look at the life i'm living now everybody yeah. thinks i'm awesome and exactly. i'm mentoring kids and this is amazing yeah i don't even know if i care about people thinking i'm awesome i i, I know that that was just a example but it's weird because when you when you i mean you'll relate to this as well you chase something for so long it's all, you kind yeah. of get this tunnel vision and at the yeah. end it's kind of embedded into your into your cells that no this yeah. is me this is what i want it yeah. doesn't matter yeah. you know that's just yeah. that's just yeah. one of those other voices man you, you yes. don't listen to that today yes yeah yes i don't know how, I don't know if people get it though. Um I'm sure to some extent people that don't do stuff like stuff that's not entirely stuff that's very risky a career path mm. that are very risky they may not get it. But yeah. What is the one what is like the biggest thing that people don't get about being an artist? In in the arts? I mean being being a musician. Uh well yeah, well in the arts in general are well whether it's design or whether it's fashion or the thing that a person with a regular um, you know job like i the the doctors and the lawyers and the uh, engineers of the world will probably not realize is that our jobs are very new so the market is still right. really small there's not enough like there's a billion engineers and a billion job opportunities for them because you know, everyone you know that they're, they're the most and doctors everyone needs engineers everyone needs doctors everyone needs lawyers but how many people really need artists how many people the world needs art and uh, the arts are now being funded because everybody is now so aware of the fact that to keep your sanity sometimes you just need music you need yeah. artwork you need design you scroll through your instagram you see artwork it makes you feel in- two seconds of inspiration and happiness you scroll through spotify you listen to a new song it makes you feel 3 to 4 minutes of inspiration and happiness and yeah. um, because we're so focused on mental health only of late the arts mm. are now being promoted but the biggest challenge of being in the arts is that you're not always being paid what you deserve right. um in the job in any job in whether it's you in advertising or whether it's you being an assistant to a fashion di- designer or um you know being an extra uh, ha- pair of hands on on a movie set even 
the 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 pay the pay is still very low and i think that somebody in a regular day job might not relate to that and there are no benefits we don't belong to being companies that have yeah. health benefits and insurance and none of that it's you on your own doing your thing and selling it to the world so it's a very lonely thing to be in the arts actually yeah it is true because i think it takes a certain type of character it's the character that kind yeah. of enjoys that struggle you know yes absolutely like oh yeah we're suckers for struggle yeah it's almost like like sometimes you you see how difficult stuff is now and then and you think okay mm-hmm. yeah i like this 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 thing mm-hmm. here you know this slightly outside my comfort zone and yeah mild very mild paranoia of you know what am i going to yeah. do yeah this, this feels nice you know yes yeah was it beautifully said yeah i agree i don't know whether you're saying to my thing or her a uh, 10 second delay to her thing but, but mine was also beautifully <laughs> said i know it's fine <laughs> <laughs> thank you on both our behalf malcolm melvin <laughs> yeah i mean you're fully embedded in the arts because i mean you're also a mm. graphic designer and illustrator mm-hmm. and yeah do you what do you put first i mean it does in your kind of your your resume does musician come first mm. or does mm. graphic designer slash illustrator come first um actually ceo of the whole shebang that's my baby tws yeah. is like my baby because i have never invested as much time energy and sleepless nights Right. on anything not definitely my music is my recluse my music is like um my music is like a great boyfriend it's always there for me it's always taking care <laughs> of me it always makes me feel great about myself and um the whole shebang is like uh, my child which yeah. my brain child yeah which i have to nurture constantly and i have to wake up and it's first thing on my mind uh yeah so that's that's how i that's my Right. How I place everything in my life right now, yeah. How, where do you find balance? I mean, is your balance not having any real kind of any real balance? Actually, I, I don't know. For lack of a better word, is the whole balance hmm. and the whole kind of the whole game and the fun of it all in not having that that security in a sense? It's exciting for sure. it's very exciting to not sometimes not know what your schedule is going to be and sometimes hey. have that that crazy uh you know not balanced routine I, i used to love it i used to thrive on that because sometimes especially uh when the band was full swing my music uh in like hotels and bars was full swing and my freelance before the whole shebang i was freelancing as a designer was full swing i would thrive on these days when i'd wake up early work out sit at the computer finish my work go to the uh, jam room practice with my band and then go to a hotel and play my gig and then come back or probably yeah. go to a party after that and then get like four and a half hours of sleep what that did to me yeah. is it made me so ill i was sick continuously between 2017 to 2019 and right. i i have never like people make fun of me now like literally century hospital was like my second home because of that unbalanced lifestyle right and i realized that i have 
to get that balance down so i i just shaved off a whole lot of unnecessary things that i was doing i dropped all of my pub gigs i um uh, the agency started so i had five out of six other people working with me so right. it wasn't just one person working on all of the accounts each person had their job everyone was helping me with the design and with running the agency and uh, i had enough time to actually focus on making music and not just singing you know so yeah. i found my balance only this year honestly speaking this year because of lockdown i found my balance but i had a crazy unbalanced life up until last year for sure some of us just don't see it we don't see when we when we when we're kind of juggling too many things at the same time mm. and yes that's dangerous but also at the same time i understand that thing of you know that that hustle Mm. I mean I'm only now kind of getting into that I'm I'm still not yeah. a hustler but I'm I'm slowly getting more and more You're and on more. the brink of it. Yeah, I think so. I really do think so and it's a cocky arrogant thing to say but it is true man. I mean I, How I old am, are you now? I'm 16. I turned 17 in December. That's the best. Like before you turn 18, you're going to be like Suddenly, you're gonna have like this burst of inspiration and energy, and you're going to want to do everything all at yeah. once. I mean, like, yeah. I'm making strides to do as much as possible with with myself. I mean, awesome. That's that's why I'm doing this. I'm doing football. I'm doing my own other workouts. This that that this. Yeah. And I don't know. I love the tough days now. I've kind of learned to love the tough days. I don't know what it is. You feel fulfilled. I do, and. now yeah. it's almost like this it's almost like a getaway from absolutely mm. nothing it's it's like mm. a getaway from i don't know i'm in my own bubble now you know mm. i'm in my own bubble of trying to be a nonconformist and conforming to the nonconformist trying to be as ironic as possible you know trying yeah, to be as yeah. sarcastic as possible as trying yeah. to you know trash talk people as much as possible i'm in this bubble <laughs> yeah. and i'm loving it you know and at the same Beautiful. time i'm in this there's this other there's this other part of me that just wants to hustle just wants to do work 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 yeah you know you should keep both of them yeah, close exactly you. and i know what you mean by the balance i mean i'm i slowly mm. slowly slowly i'm understanding it every day but mm. i think now is when i should capitalize on the whole being stupid I think I think now Absolutely. before I'm 18 I'm going to get the stupidity out of my system. Okay, okay, 20 You have time 20, till you're 25. 21. Yeah, so I'm going to give myself 21. I tell 21, 22, yeah. I I I tell a lot of um people your age that you have time till you're 25 to absolutely <laughs> go all out and like yeah. run yourself to the ground because by the time you, then when you hit 25 your body starts slowly just telling you to stop and then your body starts you know creaking and you're like ah. so you have time till you're 25 to kind of just do everything and go ah. do that <laughs> i mean yeah it is true but something i'm i'm afraid now of i don't know i've developed this fear through all of this whole podcast midlife crisis listening to blues every day thing I want to make sure that I never stop learning, you know. Mm, um that's so an, important. As an artist, how do you do that? How do you like how do you keep trying to improve and grow as an artist as a even as a person in general? Like I mean, 
yeah just just advice for someone younger than you what would you say i find all the right people to look up to in my fields so whether it's an artist or a musician i very rarely look up to these artists who you know are showing all of their cleavage and and uh, just putting out music for the sake of putting out music i mm-hmm. look up to artists who are absolutely normally dressed like any of us who are very natural and just focused on what they're doing and on singing beautifully and right. i learn from them i learn their singing styles i learn about who influenced them i read interviews with them i watch interviews with them on youtube and i'm learning about um things i should be knowing and uh, when it comes to the art to arts then i'm always looking on websites at like different artists work what method did he use for making this kind of illustration i'll right. teach it to myself um if you have the equipment for it if you have a good laptop or a good system and you are experimenting with softwares if you're in the digital space uh download new softwares adobe comes out with some awesome stuff and just experiment with different mediums and different things 3d 2d uh, animation film yeah. just do it just keep teaching yourself keep watching and we're so lucky we have youtube tutorials yeah, like youtube tutorials best best so i think i've just kept kept learning by motivating myself to look at the right people what is she doing what is he doing how mm. are they doing it learn about it that's it well that's been another episode of the number one podcast in a 3 km radius of my oh i forgot to do my intro <laughs> okay i'm just this is the outro now uh, thank you no pranati for doing this podcast it means a lot um thank you david i hope it was fun for you because this was one of my favorite podcasts so far thoroughly enjoyed it i had a great time i loved it thank you. okay that's that's great that's a huge relief um yeah i please do keep coming out with new music and yeah everybody go stream don't know by pk on spotify on spotify <laughs> okay bye bye everybody <laughs> <laughs> bye whoa